Hello everyone, thank you for listening to today's message. My name is Pastor Dwayne Light, lead pastor at the Life Point Community Church. What you're going to hear today is a message from one of our recent services. And we believe that by listening to today's message, you're going to be blessed and encouraged from the Word of God. You're going to be strengthened, and we believe that God's going to speak to you in a very fresh, new, and real way through today's message. So thanks again for listening. Be blessed and encouraged, and we love you. God bless. I'm so excited to... In fact, let me just tell you a funny little story. Um, We had Christmas... With my side of the family, my dad, my brother and sister and their families came down and we had, we had Christmas at my house with my side of the family. And at one point I'm sitting there talking to my niece, her name is Nikki, she's 20, and she said, hey, I, I, was, I was listening to your, one of your sermons online the other day and I was like, that's really cool, what, what, did, what did you think? I was a little bit hesitant to ask, I said, what did you think? She said, well, it was, it was good, you just, you just scared me a little when you started yelling. Well, I wasn't yelling, but I might yell a little bit today because I'm excited about what this uh, message is going to teach us today. So um, as Donna told you, we're in the middle of Advent, um, and if you're unfamiliar with, with a typical Christian calendar, Advent is the four weeks leading up to Christmas Day, typically the four Sundays leading up to Christmas, and it's, it's really a, a time for us to set aside to do three things. We've talked about that each week. Number one, Advent is a time of celebration for the past. Uh, We recognize that there was a baby born of a virgin, born in a manger over 2,000 years ago as the Son of God. Janice said it well. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Amen? And because of that, we we, we can find comfort in the present because He is indeed with us. He's here. He's among us. He's he was in this building before you were here. He, he's here among us. We find comfort in the present knowing that Jesus is alive and well. And we also, uh, during Advent, there's an anticipation for the future. And we're going to talk about that today. Because I believe that um, maybe in this season, the best for you and me may be yet to come. Maybe yet to come. So anticipation for the future. If you have your Bibles, it'll be on the screen behind me. I do need to make a confession. Um, I gave uh, Tracy the wrong scripture to put in your bulletin. So I, I promised her that I would own it. So, so she didn't think, you, know, you guys didn't think she messed up. That is mine. So the top scripture is a wonderful passive scripture. It just has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about today. Philippians 4, verse 4 is what should have been there. And it simply says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Hey, um, I was, if, if the correct scripture had been on your bulletin, I would have told you to circle that word, always. Rejoice in the Lord, always. It would have been so much easier if, if, if Paul would have said, hey, rejoice when all the bills are paid. Rejoice when everybody's got a clean bill of health. Rejoice when everything's going just your way. But that's not what he said, is it? He said, rejoice in the Lord always. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today is we unwrap the gift of joy. But I have to show you something. Now, I, I just need to see your hand. If you're here and you have an odd Christmas tradition in your family, Nobody but us. Okay, so 
Wow, this is awkward. So here's, here's the thing. Um, I say things from the pulpit sometimes without actually thinking. thinking. Yes. Thank you for your help, Donna. So one time I talked about my affinity for dill pickles. I like, that's my snack food. Thank you. And so ever since then, people have given me a little bit of hard time about it. Ha, 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 ha. Well, Joy, this past few weeks ago, gave me a Christmas pickle. It's a thing. It really is a thing. People in Germany, it's a German custom. They hide every year. I'm not, I didn't say yet. Calm down. <clears throat> every year, they hide the Christmas pickle. It's a thing, and, and whoever in the household finds the Christmas pickle is supposed to have great joy and prosperity the coming year. It's a real thing. Google it. So she gave me a Christmas pickle. I hid it, told the girlfriends <clears throat> that it was there. And, and here's, here's what that, this might have looked like. Whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. The first thing you're going to hear, though, is Mikey who thought he was biting into soft candy. <clears throat> okay, now, go ahead. The guys in the crow's are mad at me now. What, are these yours? Yeah. Ow, they're not soft! <laughs> hey, hey, Xylee? Yes? What are you doing? Looking for the Christmas pickle. Kelly, <laughs> what are you doing? Looking for the pickle. <laughs> Matt, what are you doing? Watching them look for the pickle. Touch the tree. Yes. No. Nope. <clears throat> you are not a cat. Okay, so the Christmas pickle has brought great joy into the light home low this holiday season. From joy, <clears throat> you know, sometimes, sometimes when you when you do what I do. There's something that you just have to figure out a way to share with everybody. That's what that was all about. <laughs> the gift of joy. Listen to me. Um, on, on a serious note, it, I, I guess sometimes, and we did an entire series a few months ago called The Pursuit of Joy. And, and, and if this is kind of um, tugging at your heart a little bit as we go, uh, go online. Go back and, and listen to that series. Because here's, here's one of the things that we learned that, that joy is really not about giddy happiness. In fact, some of the people in my life that I have known that have experienced the greatest joy have done so in the midst of times of great struggle and heartache. So this kind of joy that we talk about today is not necessarily just an over bursting expression of happiness it's not a locker room celebration see i i love to watch championship games because it's so fun to watch the expression of happiness at the end of a championship game but truthfully that's that's not what i'm talking about joy is an expression of the work that christ has done in your life the expression of the work that Christ has done in your life. It's, it's transformational. It changes you. This kind of joy can cause you to experience this joy even in the midst, as we said, of 
Sometimes great tragedy, great heartache, great trouble. And it's not, let me say it like this, it's eternal. Sometimes happiness comes and goes. Joy in the Lord is eternal. In fact, I'm going to read to you the definition we gave you for, in, in the pursuit of joy. That joy is a feeling of confidence that God has a plan. How many of you know God has a plan? Regardless of what you're walking through, God has a plan. The assurance that he is ultimately working all things. Somebody say all things. All things out for his glory and your good. And the gladness that comes from knowing it is well with my soul. Can I tell you that, that those of you that are in the room whose lives have been redeemed and transformed by the blood of that Christ child that was born in a manger understand what joy is because it has nothing to do with external forces. It has to do with your soul being well. How many would rather have a healthy soul than a healthy body? So, I'm going to give you three things that we're going to do with joy. This, not this joy. Uh, three things we're going to do with joy. Number one, we're going to anticipate joy. How many know that oftentimes you get what you expect? Let me say it like this. If you walk into a church service and you expect to be bored, and you expect not to enjoy it, you expect not to be blessed, then guess what? You're probably going to be bored. You're probably not going to enjoy it. You're probably just going to go through the motions. But if you walk into this house on Sunday after Sunday, expecting to hear the word of the Lord, expecting to get, be transformed by your worship, expecting to be blessed, then guess what? You're probably going to be blessed. You're probably going to come and have a life-changing experience because you walked in with an expectant heart. You ought to anticipate the joy of the Lord. Luke chapter 2 says it like this. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Here's what I want you to do. See that? See that phrase, all the people? We're going to read it again. And I want you to replace that with your name. It would read like this. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for Dwayne. Makes it sound a little different, doesn't it? See, there is joy that is anticipated because the Christ Christ child came. The angel announced joy to the world. Right? But aren't you glad that you're part of that? Joy to the world. But man, Dwayne gets to experience the joy of the Lord. So you can anticipate joy. And I'm going to give you four reasons you can anticipate joy. You ready? Number one, because the joy giver is here. He's Emmanuel, God with us the joy giver is here the one that brings joy is among us he lives with us if if you know him as lord then he walks with you and talks with you if you know him as savior he's with you in your car he's with you on your job he's with you at with, with that sick child in the, in, in the in the at the bedside he's with you regardless of what you're walking through you can experience joy because the joy giver's here And I want you to get this next one. 
because I, we said it last week, but I want to make sure that before we finish this deal that you get this, that the joy giver is for you. I told you last week that I grew up with a distorted view of who God was. And can I tell you, the joy giver is for you. He's on your side. He's in your corner. He wants the best for you. He is for you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Can I tell you, he's, he's for you. He's on your side. Well, you don't know what I'm walking through. You don't know what things are like at school, at work. Can I tell you? He's for you and he's working. Let's keep going. I'm going to get ahead of myself. The joy giver, listen, number three, knows what he's doing. I'm going to break some of your hearts today. He's a lot smarter than you are. He's a lot smarter than I am. And he knows what's best for you. And can I tell you, maybe you find yourself this morning in the middle of an incredibly difficult time, incredibly difficult season, and you don't understand what it's all about. Can I tell you, he knows what he's doing. See, I I believe the passage of Scripture that tells me that the steps of the righteous man are ordered of the Lord. And what makes you righteous isn't your good behavior. It isn't what you do right. It's the fact that Jesus, the righteous one, gave his life for you, the unrighteous one. Traded places for you so the righteous was called unrighteous. So the unrighteous could be called righteous. And our steps are ordered of the Lord. That's good news. And we can anticipate joy because the joy giver has a plan. Doesn't look like it, Dwayne. It doesn't look like he has a plan. It doesn't look like things are working out like they're supposed to. I've asked, I, I've asked him to help me with my family. I've asked him to help me with my job. I've asked him to help me with my finances. And things don't appear to be changing. Can I tell you, please? It sounds so simplistic. But it, if, if we can't believe this, then we just need to close this Bible and go do something else on Sunday mornings. But I genuinely believe with all of my heart that God does indeed have a plan for you and for me. I love this psalm. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes in the morning. Maybe you're in the middle of a nighttime. Maybe you're in the middle of a nighttime. Joy comes in the morning. You can anticipate it. You can expect it because it's a promise from God. Do you remember a couple weeks ago, I, I, I told you this, there's a passage in the Old Testament that teaches us that it's easier for God to cause the covenant between the daytime and the nighttime that they follow each other than for him to break just one of his promises. Now, to think about that. It's easier for night to not follow day than it is for God to break his promise. And if he said joy's coming in the morning, you can write it down. That's good news. So we anticipate joy. Look at somebody and say, anticipate joy. And then we, we recognize joy. You can't help but recognize her. She oftentimes has pink hair. <laughs> we recognize joy. Listen to what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 2. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. Let me ask you a question. At this point, had they seen the baby? What, 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 what did they see? 
they saw something pointing to the baby. Now, now listen, some of you got to get this. Maybe you don't see what God is doing. You can take joy in knowing that He's got a plan. That He's working all things out together for your good and His glory. They didn't have to see Jesus. They just had to see the star. To know that all of the prophecies, all of the stories of His coming, all they had to do was see one star to know that everything God had said was true. Coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures, presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They went through all kinds of stuff to get through that, to get from the star to the stable. There was a defiant king that tried to stop them. Now, you understand, uh, I, and I, we've told you this before, so I'm not really messing with you. You know that they didn't show up the night Jesus was born. You know, we got all these nativity scenes. My wife's got 103. And, and, and I'm not telling you to take them down. I'm just telling you that historically, it was, a, it was likely a two to three year journey from the time the star appeared. So imagine what they had to go through to get to the baby. He was, when they actually saw the, the, the baby, he was probably two to three years old. Imagine the stuff they had to go through to get to Jesus. Imagine the stuff they had to walk through because even though they recognized the star and they saw it, they weren't at Jesus yet. And what I'm trying to get you to see here is just because you can't see the promise doesn't mean the promise isn't alive and well. Did you hear that? Just because you can't see the promise doesn't mean the promise isn't alive. So I, I guess what I'm... I, I'm I'm trying to say to somebody here today is you, you feel like God's promised you something and you don't see it. Well, that doesn't mean it's not alive. It doesn't mean that God's not working on your behalf. Sometimes joy doesn't feel like joy. You with me? Sometimes joy seems like a two-year journey. Sometimes joy seems difficult and sometimes it feels like a struggle but can I please hear me at the end there's a promise his name is Jesus and he's quite alive and he's quite well you don't know what I'm walking through Dwayne <laughs> James chapter 1 says consider it pure Joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. This test may be the catalyst. It may be that thing that keeps you in the struggle. It may be the thing that keeps you in the faith. If you knew that without your current struggle, you would walk away from your faith. Would you walk through it? Would it be worth it to walk through a struggle if you knew that it kept you in relationship with Christ? Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. It, this thing may be the thing that 
causes you to, to stand firm in your trials. It may be the thing that causes you to stand firm in your faith. If difficult or troubled times are a catalyst to get me where I need to be, I can find joy in that. It just doesn't always look like joy. Sometimes it looks like a struggle. Sometimes it looks like a test. Sometimes it looks like a frustration. Sometimes it looks... Like anything but joy. For we know that in all things, God works together for the good to those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. So we anticipate joy. We recognize joy. And we choose Happiness happens, right? Happiness happens. Sometimes things happen in our life that bring us happiness. Anybody had something good happen to you this week? Yes. Man, we, we, we had a great day yesterday. Man, we laughed and, and, and we, had, we had great food and we got to hang out with friends last night. It was an awesome day. Happiness happens. Joy is a choice. Let me tell you what joy isn't. We said this in our series. Joy isn't circumstantial. Joy doesn't rise and fall because my paycheck changed. Joy doesn't rise and fall because my health changed. Joy doesn't rise and fall because of the circumstances of my life. Joy isn't circumstantial it has nothing to do with the circumstances of my life it has to do with the condition of my soul joy isn't a feeling joy is faith joy is not a feeling well guess what joy is not natural either you can't walk through junk Hold on to joy with your own strength and your own abilities. So joy isn't circumstantial. It's not a feeling. It's not natural. Joy is eternal. This is what joy is. It's eternal. It's forever. Because the eternal one is the one that gives it. Joy is supernatural. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. When you... When you stay in connection with Christ and, and you read His Word and you talk to Him, even through the stuff, somehow, supernaturally, He works joy into our lives. And it's, here's, you don't earn it, you can't buy it because it's paid for. We used to sing an old, old song at my home church. I think it was old then. said, the world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. Isn't that good news for somebody? Guess what? Hey, the joy that I have, you didn't give it to me. My, my employer didn't give it. Well, you are kind of my employer. You didn't give it to me. The bulldog sure didn't give it to me. God gave it to me. And if God gave it to me, you can't take it away. Some of you tried. It's eternal. It's paid for. It's empowering. Dwayne, I feel weak. 
Nehemiah 8.10 says, The joy of the Lord is your strength. How many need some joy? Come on, somebody. How many need some joy in your life? Man, I... See, I've heard it. Man, if I... If I had the money so-and-so made, I'd, 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 I'd be all right. No, you wouldn't. Here we go. Here's, here's three choices you're going to make to help you choose joy. You ready? We're going to go fast. Number one, choose gratitude. Can we just stop whining? Can we just stop whining? Can I tell you? Sometimes we can be the most ungrateful crybabies that this world has ever seen. And I'm telling you that regardless of what you're walking... In fact, I don't want to tell you. Let me let God's Word tell you. First Thessalonians says, Rejoice always in everything. Pray continually. Uh-oh, here it comes. Give thanks in all circumstances. Why? Because this is God's will for you. Rejoice, pray, give thanks. It doesn't make sense. It's counterintuitive. When you don't feel joyful, we'd rather gripe and complain. I can't believe my car broke down. I can't believe my hot water heater busted. I can't believe, you know. Man, we got to flip that script. If we want to see joy in our life, guess what? Let's start being joyful about what we do have, not whining and crying about what we don't. You want to open your heart to joy? Start giving thanks for what you have. Start choosing gratitude. How many know gratitude is a choice? I, I, can't, I can't leave this just yet. Listen to me. The next time, the next time you are tempted to complain about something, ask the Holy Spirit to check your attitude. Because He will if you ask Him to. Ask Him to make you grateful. So we're going to choose gratitude. We're going to choose, what's this? Obedience. I'm just going to let that settle for a minute. We're going to choose obedience. How many know that maybe the reason we don't experience joy in our life is because we're walking and living in disobedience to God's Word? I knew y'all were going to say nothing to that. The reason we may not be experiencing joy in our life is because we're living in willful, wanton disobedience to God's Word. Now, listen, you, you guys know me by now. And I'm not telling you that you're going to live a perfect life because you're not. We wouldn't let you in the door if you did. Because there's only one that's perfect. So here's the deal. Let's not use that as an excuse to live in willful disobedience. In fact, Jesus said it like this. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in His love, I have told you these things so that you might be filled with my joy. 
Yes, your joy will overflow. So if Jesus isn't a liar, our joy level and our obedience are connected. Our obedience to God's will, our obedience to God's word are connected to our joy. So I'm going to tell you, and I'm telling me, by the way, if, if we're not experiencing the joy that we want to experience in our life, let's make sure that we're not living in willful disobedience to God's word and his will. Now, listen, I know that doesn't sit well, but it just happens to be the truth. The more. See. I don't want you to misinterpret this. I'm not talking about obedience to a taskmaster. I'm not talking about obedience for the sake of obedience. I'm telling you that God has a way, a word, and a will. And when you align yourself with God's ways, God's word, God's will, your life works better. Because we already said, he's smarter than you. He knows you better than you know you. He knows what's best for you. He's got a way, a word, and a will for your life. And when we align ourselves with those things, our life works better. I don't know how else to explain it. We open ourselves to the fruit, the goodness of God, when we align ourselves with his will. So we choose gratitude. We choose obedience. And we're going to choose to remain. See, we just read that. He said, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Now, I've heard some preachers try to make that mean if, if, I'm, if I'm disobedient, then God doesn't love me anymore because I don't remain in his love. Can I tell you that's not what that scripture means? That's, that's not what it means at all. What it tells me is that if, if I live a life of obedience to God's way, will, and word, then my relationship with Christ is protected and it's close. And that opens me up to the benefits of the blessing of a relationship with Christ. Now, now listen, you, if you live in disobedience, I'm not telling you that Jesus doesn't love you. I'm telling you just the opposite. But I will tell you that you're missing out on the, exper- on the experience of having a close relationship with Christ and the blessings that follow it. The love relationship that you can have with Jesus when we live in willful disobedience. So we're going to choose joy. We're going to anticipate joy. We're going to recognize joy. And y'all, I want you to, I want you to hear me as we get ready to pray. I, I just, man, I, I was in my office this morning and I, I, I saw you guys. And here's what I felt like. Now, I'm, I'm very careful when I say, God said. Because I've always felt like if you say God said and God didn't say, then you're, that's not a good place to be. But I want you to hear me. I felt very strongly in my heart that there are going to be people here today 
that could say, Dwayne, in this season, when we sing joy to the world, I'm not experiencing joy in my life. I'm not experiencing the joy that I should be in this season. I'm not experiencing the joy of the Lord in this time because of some stuff. See, I, I think there's some joy thieves. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you about them for just a second. And then we're going to pray. I'm going to tell you some things that, that we've allowed, not maliciously, to steal our joy. How many struggle with health issues this, this year? Can that steal your joy? If you don't feel good, if you don't feel good in your body, can that steal your joy? Of course it can. Can that cause you not to, not to you know, when, when you don't feel good in your body, it's hard to feel good everywhere else, isn't it? And, and I want you to hear me. Is that you can experience joy in spite of those health issues. Maybe a financial struggle caused you not to experience joy. Oh, I couldn't buy my kids the new Xbox 947 or whatever it is now. Uh, or, or worse, I'm not sure I can buy my kids dinner. Come on, somebody. Those, those types of financial struggles, it'll haunt you at night. It'll, it'll keep you awake. It'll, it'll, if you let it, it'll steal. It'll steal your joy. Maybe things aren't right at home. Maybe you've got severe relational issues this year. And can I tell you, it, it's, it's hard to feel joy when you're at war with somebody. Why does that happen around this time of year? Because how many know you got an enemy today? And he don't want you to experience joy. He doesn't want you to experience the fullness of God. He don't want you to experience the fullness of life. So it's health, it's finances, it's relationships. You know what else it might be? It might be that addiction you've been carrying for years and years and years and years and years and years that God said, I need you to give that up and you're living in disobedience. Now listen to me. I know addiction is a, is a real deal. I, my, my sister-in-law is, is stopping smoking after a hundred years. I don't know, forever. And I'm so proud of her. But can I tell you, she's struggling. You know, it's a, it's a real thing. I'm just going to tell you that there's, there's healing available. And listen, maybe, maybe the greatest joy thief of all. I want you to just, just hear me out. It's probably not your finances. It's probably not your health. The greatest joy thief of all is when we're living with unrepented sin and there's stuff in your life that doesn't belong. So here's what I I would like to do today. I want you to bow your heads. Hey, nobody's looking around. I just... Father, in Jesus' name, we love you in this place. You're an awesome and mighty and powerful God. And in you, we find our joy. God, I just believe 
that there is no joy apart from a relationship with your son, Jesus. All other perceived joy is is an imitation of the true joy that only Christ can bring. And so I, along with everyone in this room that has found that joy of Christ, committed our lives to you, we rejoice. You know, with, with nobody looking around, I, I just, I'm going to challenge you this morning, okay? I, I want you to pretend like it's just me and you talking. If, if that's you, and you would say, Dwayne, something has stolen my joy this Christmas season, or is trying to steal my joy. Maybe it's finances, I get it. I get it. Maybe it's a relationship. Husband, wife, a child. I get it. Maybe it's health. Do I have had a hard time even concentrating on what this season is supposed to mean because I've been so sick? I just haven't felt well. I've just not been myself. Maybe you're here and you're struggling with an addiction. And I'm just going to tell you that there's healing and deliverance available. And you'll never... If, if that's you, if you're, if you're in this room and you're, and you're dealing with an addiction, I want you to listen to me. Nothing feels as good as freedom. So if it's you today, and you say, Dwayne, I'm... I'm struggling to hang on to joy. I'm struggling to hang on to the joy of the Lord that I know you read it today is my strength. If that's you, I just want you to slip your hand up. Amen. Keep them up. Keep them up. Keep them up. That's good. You know, I'm just going to wait a minute. And there's hands that went up, but I, I, just, I just want you to just soak this in for a minute. I, I just, before, I, before I pray, I just, want, I just want to give you an opportunity just to, just to search your heart. Maybe you're here and, and, and there's stuff in your life that doesn't belong. Maybe you're here and you'd say, Dwayne, I'm... I've got some stuff that I got to take care of with God. There's some sin in my life that I need, I need to ask forgiveness of, and I need to repent of, and I need to turn away so, I, so the, the, the joy of the Lord can live in my heart the way it's supposed to. Just, just so you know, that, that uncomfortableness that you feel when I say words like that, the Bible calls that conviction. And it's when the Holy Spirit, because He loves you more than you'll ever, ever, ever understand. And He's a person, by the way. The Holy Spirit is a person. And here's what He does. is He draws us into right relationship with God. Not because He's mad at you, but because He loves you. And He's drawing you today. And that's what that uncomfortable feeling you feel is. So I'm going to ask one more time, and I'm going to pray for you. If you're here, 
and you just say, Dwayne, I'm struggling, hanging on to joy. This, this Christmas season, just put your hand in the air. Amen. 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 Here's what I want you to do. All right? Maybe, maybe this will make you uncomfortable, but I, I need you to trust me that I wouldn't do this unless I felt like this was what we were supposed to do. I want you to right now, I want you to stand to your feet. You raise your hand, or maybe you didn't. You just want to, and I want you to make your way to the front of this room. And I don't want you to worry about who's going to say anything about you. No, please don't. Please don't do that. Please don't leave here recognizing that that God needs to do a work in your life. And and listen, I know you can pray at home. I know you can pray right where you're sitting. But I genuinely believe there's something unique about gathering together and corporately praying for one another. The Bible says that that's what we're supposed to do. So I, I want you to come on. We're just going to wait just a minute. Just a minute or two. Maybe, Donnie, you've seen that chorus. But I want you to come. I want you to come. I want you to come. I don't know how to say it, but I just want you to come. I want to pray for you. I want to believe that God's got an incredible, joy-filled experience for you, that God wants to change your life in a radical way today. Hallelujah. pray together as a group I'm going to combine I'm going to pray for each one of you but listen you need to know that it's not Dwayne's prayers that's going to make a difference in your life today it's going to be the power of the Holy Spirit here's what I'd love for you to do if you're here and there's somebody in this altar that you care about there's somebody that God's just laid on your heart I want you to just come and just stand behind them and help me pray for them would you do that thank you Lord Thank you, Lord. Oh, forever, God is faithful. Forever, God is strong. He's so strong. Forever, God is with us. Thank you, Lord. Oh, forever and never. Forever, God is faithful. Thank you, Lord. the first thing we're going to do you may, maybe you think I'm crazy but I'm, I'm, I'm telling you because I've walked this road many many times the first thing we're going to do before we ask God to bring our joy before we ask God to take care of finances or health or relationships before we ask anything of him you know what we're going to do 
We're going to ask him to forgive us. We're going to, ask, we're going to repent. What repentance is, is agreeing with God that our sin is sin. Ask him to forgive us and then turn him away from us. And listen, maybe you're in this room and you think you don't need to. Well, that's called pride and it's a sin. You need to repent of that. So together, we're going to ask God to forgive. We're going to tell God. And listen to me, there's nothing in your life that you can't tell him. There's nothing in your world that's so dark that he can't handle. It doesn't matter what you need to offer to him uh, for forgiveness. Can I promise you this? He's seen it. He's done it. He died for it. The reason he came and gave his life is for that sin. You're not going to shock him. So whatever you need to tell him, whatever anger, whatever heartache, whatever resentment, whatever thing you're bottled up inside, whatever action or attitude that you're carrying that you don't need to, can I tell you, confess it to him this morning and turn, God, you're right. It's What I'm doing is wrong and I'm turning from it. I agree with you. Father, in Jesus' name, wash us, cleanse us, forgive us of our sin. Those times when our arrogance caused us to think we knew better than you did. Times when we've carried attitudes and actions in our life that don't line up with your word and your will and your way. Forgive us, wash us, cleanse us. We need your forgiveness. We fall on the cross because that's where the the blood of Jesus washes us of our sin. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Where will we be without the cleansing blood of Jesus? (laughs) Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Now, before you ask anything of Him, here's what I want you to do. Would you just thank Him for forgiveness? Would you just thank Him that that junk you don't have to carry anymore? Those that guilt is gone. It's been paid for. And your joy that he's restoring even now has been paid for when he died on the cross and shed his blood for you and for me. We need you, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you for the cross. Thank you for your blood. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, do a work. abundantly above all we can ask 
or even imagine. So now in Jesus' name, we choose joy. We choose joy because He paid for it. And we receive joy because He's offering it to us. And He's got a plan. And He's got a purpose. And He's got a way. And He's got a will. And He's got a word that we can cling to. God, you're able. God, I just... Oh, devil, you're a liar. And you're a thief. And you've tried to steal joy from these too long. And today, we claim John 10 and 10 that says the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy but Jesus said I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly and we receive life and we receive joy and we receive all the goodness and the blessings that God has for us today in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah now before I let you go you got to do this hey in your own way just thank you for joy I don't feel it joy's not a feeling Joy's faith in the Savior. So thank Him for joy. And can I tell you, you can't thank Him long, for very long before you'll feel it. You hear what I'm saying to you? You start showing Him gratitude for His goodness and for His blessing and thanking Him for the joy that's coming that you're anticipating. Can I tell you, it won't be long before you feel it. So just right now, just begin to thank Him in your own way. Maybe you want to put your hands in the air. Maybe that's crazy for some of you, but can I tell you, I, I just believe that if you'll just surrender and you just let, just let God know how much you appreciate what He's done for you, what He's doing for you, that He's got a plan and a purpose for your life, just thank Him for joy this morning. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done, what you're doing. In Jesus' name, thank you for joy. Thank you for joy. Amen. Man, somebody ought to just go crazy for Jesus right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You can sit down if you want to. You can stay where you're at. I don't care. Thank you, Lord.